Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Cool Zone Media. Welcome back to It Could Happen Here, everybody. I am Robert Evans. Um, and I want to start today by kind of proposing a, a theoretical, right? You you wake up in the morning and something is awry. You know, maybe maybe you hear shots. Maybe there's some sort of natural disaster. You know, maybe it's that that weird <laughs> Havana syndrome death sound from the Obama movie that just came out on what was it, Netflix? But something's fucked up. And you know, most people, I think, especially most people who listen to this podcast, you probably had conversations with your friends and loved ones about what do we do when the quote unquote apocalypse or shit hits the fan. You know, you've got your friends who maybe you know they have a lot of stored food or yeah, you know, they have some other skill that you think would be useful, and you've got some stuff that's that 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 you know you know how to do. You you've got your people, right, that you would want to be with and around if something's really going wrong out there because you know how to take care of each other. Um, But how do you get in contact, right? Assuming you don't all live together, assuming you're not all on some sort of commune type situation, as most people aren't, you're probably scattered throughout the city. Maybe you've got some friends out, you know, in the suburbs. Maybe you've got some friends who live out in rural land. Maybe you've just got a friend who lives halfway across town. And, you know, that's no problem when you got a phone and you've got, you know, Google Maps working. But can you get there on your own? Can you get there or get into contact with them if the streets are all clogged up with with cars or whatever? Like, how are you going to reach them? How are you going to, you know, get in touch in order to figure out what's going on? And how are you going to stay in touch while you handle whatever you need to handle for whatever is going wrong? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Because if the cell networks are down, if they're being blocked, if, you know, the, the Obama <laughs> situation happens, there are things you can do to allow you and your uh, friends, comrades, uh, affinity group, whatever you 
want to call them to stay in touch. Um, and this, a lot of this revolves around a kind of, of, of technical usage called a mesh network. And I don't know much about that because I am a big dummy, but a person who is not a dummy is our guest today. They go by Hydroponic Trash on Twitter, and they are going to talk to us today about how to set up independent communications networks that do not rely on the standard grid. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. You posted a thread on Twitter uh, about using, you know, it's called like LoRa, low frequency radio. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, LoRa stands technically for long range, but yeah, it's a long range frequency radio that broadcasts a pretty uh, specific wavelength that can travel Mm -hmm. really far throughout the air. So uh, it's perfect for communications long distance and it's if you've got devices set up on this they each basically act as nodes right so the more you have the kind of wider signal distribution you get if i'm understanding what you're saying correctly like if you've got someone three miles away and then another person five miles to the west of them then you kind of are able to cover that whole distance Yeah, exactly. So think of it like a relay system, right? One person has a message, they send it off to another person, that person passes it on to the next node. And so mesh networks are really resilient when it comes to emergencies, when it comes to protests, when it comes to uh, occupation and conflict zones, because if one node goes down, as long as there's other ones, they can pick up that message and keep repeating it and broadcasting it out. So it's a really interesting uh, piece of technology that is similar to like traditional radios, but Mm -hmm. also different because all the communications can be encrypted end to end, which is a huge layer of security because you can, the, uh, the, I think most people's default, if you're thinking like, well, how do I stay? You get some like walkie talkies, right? You know, you get some, and those can, you know, those have their place and stuff, but they are also not always the most secure option. So being able to encrypt shit is, is a huge deal. Um, especially yeah. when you're talking about like outside of a, a shit hits the fan kind of deal, which is less likely than, you know, some sort of, uh, civil unrest protest use case, you know, being able to actually encrypt is huge. Yeah. So. I'm a dummy. I don't understand much about setting up my own in technology independently, but I find this interesting. I see the use case. I decide I'm going to I want to, you know, f- set this up and start, you know, building a, a an emergency mesh network with a half dozen of my friends. Where do I start? So first thing is you'll need some hardware that supports LoRa. There mm-hmm. are a ton of different things out there ranging from maybe 20, 25 bucks going all the way up to thousands of dollars. So there's a big range. And that range really depends on the enclosure, what's included in it, the broadcast mm-hmm. strength, all that good stuff. So obviously the cheaper you go, the weaker the broadcast strength is. There might be development boards that are just literally like the PCB, like actual hardware with no case around it. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's some that you can just pick up and immediately use. And so it kind of depends. But that's the first step is, is finding um, hardware that can handle LoRa and then, you know, obviously getting it and then flashing it with the correct um, software. And that sounds really complicated, but for our purposes of, of sending text messages without any kind of cellular LTE uh, or Wi-Fi connection... You can use super cheap devices and flashing them is 
you click a couple buttons and you're done. So first off, do you have any kind of specific, you know, I, I know you're, you're working on a, a text piece that you can put up to explain all this. And, and I'm, I will certainly share that as, as soon as it gets up, but do you have any specific, like if somebody's saying, Hey, I've got, you know, a budget of 50 bucks, you know, or so, is there a complete device you would recommend if there, or, or somewhere in that, that median range, like kind of on the lower end, a thing that someone doesn't know how to take, you know, a raw board and craft that into a usable device that you would recommend they, they purchase as to start us off here. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of have two different options. One Mm -hmm. is a standalone option that can kind of work by itself, completely independent of anything else. Um, and another one uses your phone, so you'll flash it to the board and then connect it for Bluetooth to your phone, just like a pair of headphones or oh, something awesome. like that. Oh, that's so easy. Yeah. yeah. And so you kind of have options. If you want a standalone version, there's a company called LilyGo that makes a thing called a T-Deck, and it's a pretty small, it yeah. looks like a BlackBerry clone. Yeah. It has a little mouse thing. Yeah, it looks like a BlackBerry kind of crossed with a game camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like thicker in the back. It's got that big antenna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so um, the LilyGo T-Deck is what this is called. Um, it's a BlackBerry clone, basically. Um, it has LoRa built in. It has Bluetooth. And so all you have to do is get power to this thing, flash mm-hmm. it with uh, Mesh-tastic, and there you go. Now you have a... Now you can type out messages, you can send direct messages, you can send encrypted messages, all with one device that's $35. Oh, man, that's great. And this is something you can get, like AliExpress was your recommendation, right? Yeah, AliExpress would probably be the best if you're trying to order a lot. If you want one right now, um, you can order them on places like Amazon, but it's going to cost you and also fuck Amazon, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. But that's an option. (laughs) You are slightly doomed to support one horrible billionaire or another, like AliExpress is. <laughs> but um, no, I I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, one of the upsides to like an all-in-one thing like this is, um, like I three D printed this case, but you don't have to print oh, a cool. case. You can literally just set this into a shoebox or something and protect it. So there's a lot of options on. The cases that you want to use, you could buy pre-made cases or you could just, I don't know, just put something to protect the board back here and then screw on an antenna. You're good. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some shit people do with duct tape. You can figure it out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So my my question is, or my other question is, you were, you were talking about a way that you can you can basically do the com- calming th- like communications through your cell phone, right? You can hook that into the next mesh network. Um, is that something you're able to kind of go over at least in brief, or provide people with you know here's where they can go to read about how to do that? Yeah. So um, the same company, LilyGo, makes a smaller little device. It's oh, really small, it. maybe about an inch. Yeah. Yeah. And it has a screen on it. So when you power it on, you can actually see the messages come through oh, on wow. the screen on the board itself. Yeah. And it connects through Bluetooth to your phone and you use the MeshTastic app to basically text like you normally would on a phone. Um, yeah. It looks just like Signal pretty much if you're used to that. Um that UI, but uh, oh, yeah, it's super small. Yeah, it's perfect. And so you're just also using that that MeshTastic app to flash the software on the devices once you get them. Am I am I understanding that right? Yeah, I'm just asking. I'm I'm re-asking everything because I want to try to make this accessible for both me when I do it and for our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, so MeshTastic is the software that's running on these devices. Mm-hmm. And what MeshTastic does is a device that's also running MeshTastic can communicate with each other over uh, LoRa long distance. And so you, you need the hardware that supports LoRa and a, a client, which is MeshTastic, that will allow you to send text messages and stuff like that and do the encryption and handle all that stuff. To actually flash these, it's super simple. Um, MeshTastic has a uh, link that you can go to. You plug in your device. Uh, depending on the version, you hold down a button. You press flash. Wait like 10 seconds. And boom. Now you have a working MeshTastic node. Probably in underneath 10 minutes. After you get this out of the box, you could be up and running in about 10, 15 minutes. That's great. And so... All right. If I if I've got like say I'm the guy in my group of friends uh, who has m- more disposable cash and I want to get this going, so I pick up five of those Lily like boxes, 3D print a case for them, or just wrap them in something, you know. And I keep one. I hand them out to my friends. I get the software on all of them. Um, how how do I get them all kind of in in comms together, right? Like, or if you know my friends buy them independently and we each flash them and get them up and running. How do we all kind of connect? Like, what is that process like? Yeah, so the good thing with MeshTastic is it automatically handles um, adding new nodes to the network. And so as soon as a new device that runs MeshTastic comes online, it'll broadcast and tell the entire MeshTastic network nearby, hey, a new device got added, you can send messages to me. 
So MeshTastic has two different things that it can do. It can do broadcasts where you're sending out a message to pretty much everyone who has a device that's reachable. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's good for, say, for instance, you know, your friend comes online, you you can't talk to them directly. You can send a broadcast out and say, hey, Joe, what device are you? And they can reply and broadcast everybody. Oh, okay, I'm on this device. You can also do direct messages. So uh, once you know that person's device name, you can actually send messages directly to them. Now, keep in oh, mind, great. it's not encrypted because t- technically it's broadcasting throughout each node. Mm-hmm. It's just like filtering out the messages for whoever it was uh, addressed for. But yeah, at that point, then you could start DMing people. And if you want to get started with encryption, it's also really easy. You can use the MeshTastic client. So you can install it on your computer, plug it into your computer, and just um, set an encryption key, a passcode, whatever you want to do to secure your communications. And then once that person has that passcode, key, whatever, those two devices can connect and talk completely encrypted, uh, either one-on-one or if multiple people say, for instance, you have an affinity group of like 10 people, you all say, okay, hey, in, in, a, in an emergency, let's meet up at this place mm-hmm. and physically share a key or a passcode or whatever. It, once everybody has that, you can also do encrypted broadcasts to multiple people as well. So getting up and running is, is super quick when it comes to flashing. Actually communicating with people makes sense, especially on your phone. Yeah. It, it feels just like a normal texting yeah. situation. So That's great. Yeah, it's really it's really amazing. I mean, this this is a, a really interesting technology because, like, I've been interested in in radio for a while, but the biggest downside to that is a you can't encrypt any kind of radio communications in the U.S. B unless you're you the need cops. A license. <laughs> yeah, unless <laughs> if you're the cops or the military or the feds, you yeah. cannot encrypt shit. And if you do, it's it's kind of an issue. But. Yeah, you can't encrypt uh, messages on regular radios. Another thing is like usability. If you hand somebody um, like a Baofeng handheld radio, mm-hmm. most people are not going to know what to do with it at all. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. But if I hand you a BlackBerry clone and say, just mm-hmm. type, and f- if you want to send a DM to somebody, yeah. find them and just send it. Like it's It's really easy for your average person to pick it up and use it, which is honestly the best kind of situation especially in an emergency where you can't really rely on highly technical people all the time because what if everybody in your affinity group isn't super technical you know so it's a it's a good common device that anybody can pick up and start sending messages even encrypted messages uh pretty easily so i think that covers the technical basics of what you need to do. I did want to ask real quick before we get on to some of the more um, ideological, you know, stuff here, conversations about like why you specifically got into this and why like this is important for people. I wanted to ask just really quickly in terms of that 3d printed case, did you just go search in some repository and find one someone had made, or is there one that you've put up somewhere that you might recommend to people? Yeah, actually, it was recently uploaded to Thingy Thingiverse, um, which is a website that has free 3D print uh, plans and files. And so um, I just searched up LilyGo T-Deck on Thingiverse and the full case. I mean, the back. Yeah, no, it cover, looks great. It has, 
yeah, it looks like an actual device. Yeah. And I'm assuming that one's just PLA. Yeah, just PLA. That's a type of plastic. Super yeah. basic. Yeah, yeah. Looks great. Yeah. And this only took all these pieces snapped together, so no glue required. And all these pieces took mm, roughly about eight hours to print at 100% density. So you have a pretty solid case with plans that are available online and in eight hours you can have a literal professional looking device that's uh protected and able to go you know in adverse situations yeah so now i want to get into some of the more kind of like just talking about first off what got you into this like when did you decide this is a a skill i want to develop and a thing i want to figure out yeah i mean so for my day job I'm an offensive security consultant, which is just a fancy way of saying that that's I a cool job title for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing like red team stuff. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've always been interested in, in technology and specifically like, how do you make technology work in the benefit of people as opposed to working in the benefit for profits or corporate interest or state interest? So I think technology is a really good tool when used correctly and there's a lot of moral and social and political implications when when it comes to technology and actually making it but that's kind of how i got into it was kind of combining my interest in computers and hacking combined with um kind of the social and political activism i've been been a part of so um that was kind of my entry point into it yeah that makes that makes sense because i i do think like when I when I when I think about what inspired me about the early internet, about like file sharing back in the late '90s, about you know when Wikipedia first started up and stuff, all, all that stuff like that. We talk a lot about like the days when we thought the internet was going to be uh, an unqualified boon for human liberty, the ability to create a, effectively like a, a smaller and more limited private internet for like you and your people to uh, communicate safely through definitely like scratches that itch and when when we say like more limited internet you're not through one of these networks we're talking about you're not going to be like sending youtube videos and shit right but that's not what it's for you know that's it's 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 got a, a its own use and it's very much kind of what the internet was about at the beginning which is just allowing people to connect um that otherwise wouldn't be able to or wouldn't be able to as securely yeah exactly and actually, um, the same protocol, LoRa, um, you actually kind of can run a basic internet protocol that's called LoRa WAN, LoRa Wide Access Networking, mm-hmm. and you can run some pretty basic programs on it outside of just text-based stuff. So it's a really interesting kind of rabbit hole to go down into. Um, I will say, if you start looking at uh, LoRa and uh meshtastic stuff you will eventually start to run into like a right-leaning yes sometimes straight out fascist people because there's a crossover between you know the uh the gun community and kind of off-grid prepper doomsday prepper people you know so you'll run into that (laughs) anyone who doesn't like like the government is going to have a vested interest in being able to communicate in a way that can't be easily intercepted right like (laughs) that and that doesn't always mean your buddies i I think most people are pretty familiar with that 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it, it it's it's really useful. There, there are other ways to say, for instance, make your own kind of like micro internet. I read an article that talked about making kind of like a DIY internet in quotes, where you can basically take your home router and connect, say, for instance, your neighbors to the same network. And then if you have a server of your own that has books, that has maps, that has uh, music and information, you can easily share that with other people. And so there, there are other ways to kind of get your own off-grid, quote-unquote, internet together, but um, just outside of text. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely possible. It's just uh, needs a little bit more uh, technical know-how, but yeah. um, hopefully soon it'll be a little simpler to where you can just download something, get you know a book ser- server up and running, and then have anybody come along and download books about you know permaculture or about you know uh, emergency medical aid or uh, fixing infrastructure and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's huge. Being able to actually like transmit text and stuff through that too. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So, yeah, you said when we were chatting online, kind of before we, uh, we we hooked this up, you said something along the lines of you had a bit of a tangent you wanted to go on. So I, I've asked kind of my questions here. Uh, if there is anything else you wanted to get out or express or, or say, just kind of on the subject of people taking more autonomy for themselves in their communications technology. Um, well, now's the time. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I mean, so... 
earlier you asked like what kind of got me into this. Yeah. But there's another situation that happened because I live in Texas. Oh. And a couple yeah. <laughs> so you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago there was a really bad winter storm. And for most people listening, you might be in the northeast, like who cares? Yeah, I w- I was there for that storm. Oh, it was it was it crazy. It was fucking horrible. It was fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so for people outside of Texas, you might be saying, okay, well, winter storm, whatever, like how could that affect anything? But mm. Texas's power grid is p- privately owned. Yeah. It's completely separate from the rest of the U.S. Yeah. ERCOT is a private company that runs the Texas power grid. And so we had a winter storm event happen and our power systems are not in any way built for extreme cold. And so we had a situation where pretty much the entire state was out of power, except for maybe a a few areas in certain cities that had, you know, a specific environment where they had backup generators and stuff like that. But millions of people lost power. And when people lose power, it isn't just, oh, I can't like watch TV or like do anything. Mm -hmm. There's lives that are lost, you know, directly from people who require ventilators to live um, to people who need electricity to run their medical devices that impacted everything. Right. So the power going out impacted transportation, impacted water, it impacted sanitation. So all these bits of infrastructure are all connected and communications is kind of at the core of our modern day infrastructure, right? Because in order to run a power plant, you need to have power. But not only that, you need to be able to communicate with other places in order to properly run a water sanitation, you know, program. Same with transportation. I mean, if communication goes out, you literally can't deliver food. You literally can't deliver water to people in places that need it. And so it's not just an impact directly to communications, but an impact to your entire life. And so when we're talking about these pieces of infrastructure, we we really have to think about the larger picture of how all this infrastructure is integrated in our lives and how an impact to one part of it can impact your life in ways that you had never even thought of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, I think I, I would imagine one of the benefits I, I can say just from sort of the fairly minimal degree to which I've done stuff like understand the basics of, of, of solar power, and what I can do and, and can't do in my area with it, you know, even outside of the stuff that is, is green and renewable understanding like how you can and cannot use generators in an emergency and like which work. It's just given me more of an understanding of how the regular stuff that I use day to day works a little bit better about what the real power draw of my life is, you know? And anytime you're kind of expanding your autonomy technologically, it also just increases the degree to which you understand what's going on every day, which I think is, is always a value, right? Like even outside of, whatever theoreticals we might prompt for like what could happen or or what is likely to happen because we're all going to deal with more disasters in our lives before they're over hopefully more than one uh (laughs) the alternative is worse but um yeah um well that's that's kind of all i i had to say did you have anything else you wanted to get into before we we roll out uh yeah i mean 
there are a bunch of use cases outside of like weather events or natural disasters to um, protest is one of them. A really big security concern when you're at a protest is bringing your cell phone. Um, God. Not a lot of people know that your cell phone has a unique identifier number. Um, and police, governments, states um, all have technology to basically like bring up a fake cell phone tower and have your device connect to mm -hmm. it. So there, there are ways to track, say, for instance, you go to a protest, you have your phone on. Now your identifier is kind of tied to being at this protest, right? But yeah. with technology like this, it kind of circumvents that, especially when it comes to the ability for a threat actor to track you or, or know that you've been there. And it's encrypted. So even if, say, for instance, a police department was able to intercept uh, LoRa, they wouldn't be able to read the messages, period. And so that's another good thing. Same with you know, conflict zones, um, yeah. you know, we're seeing now with the genocide that's happening, uh, in Palestine with the Palestinians, it's increasingly harder for people to communicate what areas are safe. It's yeah. hard to communicate, you know, oh, we need to get out now, have an early warning system of there are literal tanks coming down the highway towards us. We need to leave. And so something like this can also be, you know, really good in that situation because Again, the messages are encrypted. It can go pretty long range, especially if you have direct line of sight. We're talking like up to 10 miles. Mm -hmm. And so being able to just send a text message to somebody can save someone's life in a situation like that. So there's a lot of different use cases outside of you know emergencies that, that this stuff can be used. But that's where building the autonomy kind of comes from. Um, and if we're talking about like leftist political organizing and talking about building a better future, being autonomous from state and corporate controlled uh, infrastructure is really important, right? Because if, say for instance, hypothetically, we had the big R revolution, right? Right. The first thing that people in power are gonna go after is power, water, sanitation, and communications, right? They're gonna go after the main infrastructure. And yeah. so if we wanna have an autonomous and free future, uh, we have to think about collectively owning the means of infrastructure, yeah. not just the means of production. Yeah. Well, and even outside, you know, the the big R scenario, something that I think is probably at least certainly more immediate, um, is continuing sort of downs in social order and areas expanding where uh, non-state actors, including uh, the aforementioned Nazis that we had talked about, are able to get bolder, right? And like one thing we've seen right now, if you watch videos of cartel operations um, in parts of Mexico right now, one thing you will see on their really good guys, right? On their their special ops style teams is they will all have these weird looking things that look kind of like a microphone attached to their plate carriers. And that's a cell jammer. It's the standard thing for them to carry into the field because it stops people from, from reporting in real time when they're carrying out an operation. And cartels are not the only people who who do that, right? Like it is a widely used tactic now. You see it all over in Ukraine, right? Like it's it's in part not just because of like cell phones, but because of like shit like drones and stuff. It's it's just a, a, an increasingly common thing. And so when you're talking about what are threats that are are realistic, well, it's not just the state that can interrupt your ability to communicate traditionally, right? It's also your non-state opponents. Um, and so for a variety of reasons. 
having backups, having alternates is just a, an incredibly important thing to be able to do to some extent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, anything else? Uh, no, I mean, right now I'm working on a kind of step-by-step article that kind of goes into more detail on what you need to do this, um, all the equipment you need, how to actually flash devices, how to start sending messages. And so uh, once that's ready, um, I'll publish it. I publish, you know, DIY articles and stuff to my Substack. It's uh, Anarcho Solar Punk, or you can go to hydroponictrash.solar. And I have a link there that goes to Substack as well. Beautiful. Well, all right. Um, Hydroponic Trash. Uh, thank you so much for everything. This has really been useful and enlightening. I'm going to go hop on to AliExpress <laughs> in a second here and uh, make a couple of, of purchases. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a number of folks uh, doing a version of that. Again, you can find our guest uh, at Hydroponic Trash uh, on Twitter, where you can get in touch with them and uh, keep an eye on on what they're writing, their Substack. Very, very excited to play around with this technology. Thank you so much for working to make it more visible. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Yes, absolutely. Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.